1: I am Dean Linke, and as we all know, the ECNL collectively features some of the best clubs in the United States. Today, we put the spotlight on the NC Fusion.
2: Hi, I'm John Pardini, and I'm the NC Fusion ECNL Girls Director, and I'm proud to be a member of the ECNL.
3: Hello, Adam Rieke, ECNL Boys Director, and I'm proud to be a member
4: of the ECNL. Gary Gardner, Director of Tournaments and Events, proud to be a member of ECNL
5: scott wollaston ceo of north carolina fusion proud member of ecnl and we're pleased to be on this week's ecnl podcast with dean linke and trust me we
1: are pleased to have you on this week's show which will begin
5: after this message from
1: the ecnl
0: as the game continues to evolve in the united states the ecnl remains the standard of excellence in youth soccer The Elite Clubs National League has grown to include over 200 clubs and nearly 50,000 players across the country. With a robust competition platform for teams, educational resources for coaches and clubs, and unparalleled identification and development opportunities for players. Alongside its member clubs, collaborating to create a better future, the ECNL continues to raise the game every day. The ECNL is more than a league. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Once again, here's Dean.
1: Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. I am Dean Linke, and today we dedicate the entire show to the great organization now known as the NC Fusion, And I'll start with the leader, the president and CEO, and the man that I've known the longest in this group, and that's Scott Wollaston. When I first met him, the club had a different name. Now it's got a new name. And as I welcome Scott in, we're going to get to that. But Scott, first, you have three outstanding members of your staff. One of the things I've always liked about you is you are like a great coach. You give credit to the people around you. So let's start by doing that as you introduce the other three fine gentlemen that are on this show today.
5: Thanks, Dean. Appreciate the opportunity to be on. I've got, as you said, three of our staff members. First, John Pardini, who's our girls ECNL director. We have Adam Riki, who's our boys ECNL director, and Gary Gartner, who is our head of tournaments and events and works specifically with our ECNL events that we bring to our facilities.
1: Great introduction, Scott. So let's do this to start the show. John, and then Gary, and then Adam, if you can just Follow that up with what it means to be a part of this club, NC Fusion.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Jump, are you oversee the girls ECNL program? It used to just be just six teams, U13s, 14s, 15s, 16s, 17s, and 19s. And now we've expanded into the regional league platform. So I oversee both of those groups. It's, it's exceptional because one, we get to play competition that fits us, that fits the level that we want to be at. We get to have a little bit of travel. And then obviously, we get tremendous exposure. From a college perspective, for all of our players, as many of them want to go, you know, move on to that next level and then eventually become pro. So I've really enjoyed working with the ECNL and we're thrilled to be a part of it. Hey guys, Gary Gardner,
4: Director of Tournaments Events. Like Scott said, super excited to be your dean. For me, my role with NC Fusion is to manage the NC Fusion tournaments and also have the opportunity to work with unbelievable organizations like the ECNL to bring in events like the ECNL to the city of Greensboro and host the immaculate events that you guys put on we're super excited to have the opportunity to host you guys
3: hello adam ricky head of boys ecnl look after the national league and now obviously as john was saying ecnl growing the platform we have regional league boys so oversee those as well as under 11 and under 12 pre-cnl players so that's my job
1: All right. So, Scott, going back to what I touched on in the open, when I first met you, you were the CEO of Twin City Soccer Club and Twin City Sports, in fact, as you did more than soccer. Talk about the decision for the merger and what it's meant for your organization.
5: A little over four years ago was when we brought Twin City Sports together with Greensboro United Soccer Association. We had already had a... Relationship for almost a decade under a banner called NC Fusion, which was essentially our, our home to our top level players and teams. We made the decision to bring everything together as one for quite frankly, a lot of the reasons that you see many um, mergers, consolidations, etc. happen. It gave us an opportunity to have one mission, one vision, one set of core values, one thing that we're going after, and we were able to do that through all of our platforms. Clearly, ECNL is at the top of our platform, which is fantastic. But we felt like there was an even greater opportunity to impact the kids that are involved in all of our other programs, which to us, it's super important that every kid has a fantastic experience. And so the ability to bring everything together allowed us to be more consistent. It also allowed us to not only hire, but Retain great talent. You can see the talent on this call, as you kind of referenced earlier. While I may be the the leader or CEO, the fact is is that we've got a tremendous team that we've been able to put together between our, our leadership team, along with our coaches and staff and our directors of programs, that really have more than just bought into what we're trying to do but also let they live it they really want to be a part of the impact that we're making in kids and families lives in this particular environment you know we're talking about the highest level players but even at that we're talking about the holistic development of players and making sure that at the end of the day the platform that we have of sport soccer is really used to help teach kids and families life lessons and we want them to be prepared for life So we're really intentional about the ways that we do that. And I think, quite honestly, I think John and Adam could speak more specifically to those ways because I work with some rec teams with my kids and and a junior academy, and um, that's one level. But John and Adam are seeing it at the ECNL level where, yes, as John kind of referenced, it's a great platform to help kids uh, reach their dreams of playing in college, but the type of kids adolescents and adults that they become, there's some great examples of, of the impact that this is having on them. So I'd, I'd prefer to actually turn it over to each of them, maybe to share a story, something that they've seen, especially in this past maybe year or so about a player or a family that has been really impactful and maybe shows the intentional work that we're doing, or even share maybe some of the programming or specific things that we were doing. So maybe, John, if you could maybe take the first one.
2: Yeah, I could talk to two components. One, coming out of COVID, I think you know, our society has had some real trials and tribulations surrounding um, development, surrounding confidence, surrounding uh, anxiety. So one of the things that we've initiated within all of our programming from 11 all the way up to our 19s is the sports psychology. So uh, literally once a month, all of our players will meet and we'll do a collective kind of meeting about, hey, whether it's using breathing techniques or learning how to you know do emotion regulation when things don't go well. Especially at the level in which we play where the quality of competition is just so incredibly high. You have those like big, amazing, like wonderful moments within a game. And then you play 20 minutes later in the second half and, it, and it's totally swung the other way. So giving kids the opportunity to, Have some skills that they can use to take a moment of adversity and reframe it and to think of it in a little bit different mindset. In addition to that, you know, we've had several kids that have been directly affected or their family's been directly affected by COVID, whether it be the loss of a family member, whether it be no longer able to go to a school where you're doing things virtually now. So I think we've been able to provide a kind of community within our ECNL that extends not just from their own team when you have multiple age groups that you work with. We're able to kind of combine all the groups and there's a a sense of community, a sense of family when you're playing with it. And then if you look at the ECNL's platform in general, the social media presence that they provide when you go to an event. They do the the zone. They do the little things that kind of make it more of a a whole community. I've seen plenty of our teams interact with other teams that they've maybe competed against that they never would have experienced on their own. And There's definitely a sense of pride within those four four letters. So, Adam,
3: you want to kick it off? Yeah, just to to jump on with that, Dean, we had a a sort of a recent showcase that the ECNL puts on, obviously, each year, do a wonderful job in terms of how they set those up. But what that provided, along with playing teams from all around the country that we don't normally play, was the ability to have a little bit of adversity and a group of players that had to travel, had to stay in a hotel, had to get themselves to a, you know, a, a strange field and all of those things um, and play excellent competition, and then have to turn around and do that again in in 24 hours. That sort of environment helped to create this self-regulation in these players and, and they took on feedback and then they had an opportunity to apply it in the next game and by the end of that three-day weekend uh, it was over Memorial Day you saw the growth in the human as well as as in the player and it didn't mean that we, we won all the games we scored lots of goals and all of those things we were competitive but the growth from the beginning to the end was what was very impressive and that again is something that sport brings out as scott mentioned it is life lessons and so that for us is is sort of our winning because we, we all know little little boys all boys want to be within our sport want to be a professional or potentially playing college and the actuality is they're not all going to be able to do that so if we can through our tournaments and through our events and through our games and our week to week if we can help them to be better people and give them some tools that they're going to need later in life, that is the winning for us. So um, so no, ECNL helps us to do that. We're very grateful to be part of it.
1: That was a great question and lead in from Scott Wollaston. When I'm done, I might lose my job as the host of the podcast, who Scott Wollaston actually is. He asked a great question. Final word in this first segment. Let's go to Gary. Gary, I started with Scott and he so astutely then gave it over to John and to Adam, but I talked about the merger from your point of view, running events. What has the growth of NC Fusion meant to you in your role?
4: Yeah, the growth for me has been the growth of our tournaments. We have five events that we put on each year, starting with Labor Day Shootout and finishing with the Fusion Cup in May. Our numbers have increased probably 20 to 33% because of the partnerships, the number of teams that we work with. And from an event standpoint, I think it's really put our brand out there across the country about our unbelievable facilities at Ryan Park and Greensboro and Trua Sports Park in Bermuda Run. And being able to brand those two facilities and and attract organizations like the ECNL to be in our cities
1: has helped out immensely. All right, we're off and rolling. It's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. We're with the leaders of NC Fusion. Don't go away, we'll be back after these messages.
0: Nike is a proud sponsor of ECNL Girls. Nothing can stop what we can do together to bring positive change to our communities. You can't stop sport because hashtag you can't stop our voices. Follow Nike on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
1: The ECNL is pleased to announce Quick Goal as the official goal provider and partner for ECNL girls and ECNL boys, a new partnership created to support the growth and development of the country's top players, clubs, and coaches. At all national events, including national playoffs and national finals, the Quick Goal Coaches Corner will provide hospitality and social space for ECNL girls, ECNL boys, and collegiate coaches. Quick Goal will also be the presenting sponsor of the national championship winning ECNL Girls and ECNL Boys Coaches of the Year and the ECNL Girls and ECNL Boys Goals of the Year. Quick Goal looks forward to helping the ECNL continue to elevate the standards of youth soccer and provide more opportunities to players on and off the field in the coming years.
0: From athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows that they are the proven fuel of the best. For the athletes who give everything, nothing beats Gatorade. The studied, tested, and proven fuel of the ECNL.
1: Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. I'm Dean Linky with Scott Wollaston, Adam Linke, Gary Gartner, and John Cardini with NC Fusion. They are proud to say that they have ECNL teams from U13 to U19 on girls' and boys' sides at ECNL National and ECNL Regional Leagues. All in, NC Fusion has 24 teams in the ECNL. And Scott, I'm going to go back to you. You guys were very kind with your comments on the ECNL. But really, even on a bigger stage, NC Fusion, I feel like every day is making noise. I want to go back to last summer where your USL League Two team made it to the championship game to take on Des Moines because that's worth mentioning. And it feels like you guys are still winning at every level. But talk about the success your teams are having.
5: Again, got to give credit where credit's due. Chris Williams and his staff, Liam Davies, they did an incredible job assembling a great group of guys, creating a great culture in that team and really doing quite well in in USL too, which was fantastic. And let's make sure we acknowledge John as well for his leadership on the girls side last year, having a fantastic run as well. And we've made the switch on the girls side from WPSL over to the W League. And it's been, I would say John could speak to it more, but Difficult, difficult in terms of competition, but that's what we wanted, you know, the opportunity to play against top level. And yeah, our men's team, Chris is doing a great job again. They're having a great run right now in the season. And um, I think the unique thing about it is every year on the men's side, we try to add more and more former fusion players. It's important to us that that's a platform for our players that come through the ECNL platform and have an opportunity to play in college and play for us during the summer or even beyond. It's really created a a great opportunity. We have some younger players that are still in our ECNL program that are playing in the USL League 2 platform, which is an incredible development opportunity for them, and they're getting quality minutes. So, you know, over the course of time, our hope would be that that we would grow that number of players in the squad to be former Fusion players. But at the same time, we do want to remain competitive, and Chris does a great job of finding those players On the women's side, the majority of our team, if not all, are former or current Fusion players, which is absolutely fantastic and gives those players an opportunity to play against high-level competition. So let me go ahead and let John speak on behalf of the girls a bit, because I think I can speak for Chris, but I want John to speak about the girls a bit more.
2: Well, we... First got involved with the U23 program, you know, we're always trying to look at and it just kind of falls in line with what the ECNL does about player promotion with their Super Cup platform, which is one of the things that they've started to enhance, which is basically a 15 year old player can play against 19 year olds. So we've taken our U23 summer program and looked at it that way. Every single player that's on our roster has come through NC Fusion, the exception of like two players that we have that just so happen to be staying in the area that we're getting involved. So the other night when we played against Asheville City, the average age on our roster was 16 versus the average age on the Asheville City roster was around 22. You know, we had a uh, a 14-year-old who's a 2007 who scored a goal in the game playing against those kids, which is invaluable experience. So we really look at the USLW and the W League for us as fusion as a way for our ECNL kids to both play against college competition to play against kids that are maybe wanting to become future pros and kind of get that experience and it's there's nothing better than seeing a 16 or 17 year old fight and scrap and, and have to like learn about the speed of play, have to learn about the physicality of the game, have to learn to really outplay and use their skills to change. So for us, it's the wins will come in time. You know, last year we won the league within our conference, within, the, within WPSL, we made this huge jump into the W League now, and the competition is amazing. I love the, the teams that we get to play and the environments we get to play. Just a, one last plug about that, you know, in the, in the Asheville City game, there was over 3,000 fans there. Some of our girls have never played in front of more than 30 or 40 people, which is mostly their parents. There was one group that had drums and a bunch of old men yelling at the, (laughs) yelling at the kids, you know, know, during, during the environment to just create some atmosphere and stuff. So when the kids were walking off the field at the end of the game, they were like just big smiles because it was such a cool thing. So it's pretty much how we kind of view our platform as a way to just give unique experiences that many of our ECNL kids just might never get to have. That. It's
1: so on point and well said. And, you know, as I think about what I mentioned to start this conversation, you know, last year on the boys side, Adam, making that run all the way to the final and almost winning that. I actually called a few USL league two games and Scott was wondering if I was going to call that one, that would have been an honor indeed, but I, I got to believe from where you sit with the continued development on the boys side of the ECNL, it's got to make you feel good to be able to say to them, Hey, Look what the USL League Two team did, which would be down the road maybe for some of these players.
3: Yeah, I think Dean, like anything, giving somebody something tangible to that's close that they can align with is invaluable. And and obviously, like as Scott said, that's down to the hard work of of the USL two staff on the men's side to create that. And then also see a legitimate pathway. I mean, we had we've had two current Academy or, or ECNL players score in the open cup. So for an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old to, to, to be scoring in men's football is something that, you know, dreams are made of. So, yeah, I, I think it helps. And it shows that, that that if you put the work in and you, you do the right things and you ask the right questions and you apply yourself, then you have that ability, too. So it's been invaluable. Yep.
1: All of you have said that, you know, being aligned with the ECNL is special, particularly you've all referenced the fact that they do things first class. Well, if they do things first class, that means they gotta work with first class entities. You guys are clearly one because you've already done some and more are coming. I want to flashback, Gary, to 2021 when you did East Girls National Showcase June fourth through six and then Easting Boys National Playoffs July second through ninth. What did you learn from that experience and how did that enhance your relationship with the ECNL?
4: Yeah, I think we learned a lot about what the ECNL standards are when it comes to hosting an event, just how organized they are. We we started well months in advance with the planning process, working with a great group, Annika and Blaine and now Jen, just a world-class team. They're super organized, they're easy to work with, and they really made our job easy. Fortunate we had amazing weather for for both of the events. It was amazing for the city of Greensboro to host teams from all across the country come in and compete. I remember hearing how many college coaches were at that ECNL girls event in June. Just super impressive. The following ECNL has to attract that many college coaches. I mean, Dean, I think was it like four hundred plus or five hundred plus college coaches in attendance for that event. It was amazing. So we're super excited for future events. And again, just the group that they have is—they just make our job easy.
1: Scott, you've got another one coming: the ECNL Regional League Playoff this weekend, June 10 through 12. I'm assuming you're going to do the same thing and sit back and let your incredible staff align with ECNL and run, and you show up in your you know, your white car with the ribbon around it. I'm just kidding, of course. But you got to be pretty pumped uh, for this weekend.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, from my perspective, as Gary said, it's it's awesome to be able to have facilities like we have at Bryan Park and at, at Truist Sports Park. A lot of time people don't understand the, the economic impact that that has on an area. We're really fortunate that there's been – whether it's the city of Greensboro investing in a facility like Bryant Park or our membership in, in Winston and, and corporate partners building Truist Sports Park. Those people that sort of planted the trees in the past, I think that's the saying that now we're, set, we're standing in their shade, you know, and, and that's, that's the beauty of having these wonderful facilities. It really impacts more than just our club it impacts the entire area, whether it's hotels, restaurants, other businesses. And we're really privileged and super thankful to be able to host people. And, and hopefully it, with the triad area booming and, and growing the way it is and, and how the exciting announcements corporately and partnership and everything, my hope would be that people come to the triad and say, man, we want to, we might want to move here. We might want to be a part of this whole thing. And Maybe they become fusion families in the future. I'm not trying to recruit all the, uh, you know, the good players from every club across the country, but that would be awesome. So we'll see what happens.
1: John, with this ECNL regional league playoff, that's the focus on the girls. When you host, I got to believe there's a little extra juice on maybe wanting to win this thing.
2: You know, unfortunately we didn't have the hard teams qualify for it. You know, we were just on the outside looking in, but that is also the beauty of the ECNL platform. Like you've got to earn every aspect uh, of what you do. I think when we created the regional league within the Carolinas conference a year and a half ago, we did so because we genuinely believe that there was more than 16 players at an age group that are of the ECNL level. And the fact that we get to have many of the players that are right on that cusp playing against the high quality competition and doing having the kind of same experience is invaluable. Um, so it's one of the reasons why we're a part of it. It does get a little bit, you know, disappointed that we're not kind of being able to kind of compete for, a, you know, a championship within the regional league level, but that is also something our players aspire to do. You know, we, we literally, we are training this morning with that mindset. We do know that some of our opponents are playing against them. And uh, so we'll, we'll go out and watch and we'll, we'll scout and we'll see how we can prepare and do better for next year. Fair enough. And Adam, is anything on the schedule for your teams
1: this weekend or in coming weeks?
3: We have a Mid-Atlantic Cup, which is a cup competition that the ECNL and our conference put together to allow the 10-month teams like ourselves to play a few more games and then culminate in a in a sort of a, a, a cup playoff. So that'll be hosted at NCFC in Raleigh this weekend. So our 15s to 19s will be there doing battle and hoping to uh, to come back with some silverware. But if not, Come back with uh, with some some development and some some good memories to to go away on their summer holidays with.
1: So, final comment on this second segment, and then one final segment on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, and that is the notion of Derby. You know, you just mentioned NCFC; they're a big club. NC Fusion, you guys are a big club. There's other big clubs in Charlotte. Talk about that Darby relationship. Is it real? Is it there? Who wants to touch that one?
2: I'd love to take it just because, you know, I've got a lot of uh, director friends too. You know, you get on a conference call at the beginning of the year and you talk about your scheduling and everything kind of looks forward. You put a couple of check marks on that list. I would say almost, you know, at this time, we've been in the league now for a good, you know, eight, nine years, it feels like. And uh, you really get a sense of, you know, some of these kids have played – at U13 against the same team. Now they're U17 team. So there's like bitter rivalries within each level, and it's not just within our our own state. I'd love to say it's just you know an NCFC or a CSA or Charlotte Independence, but you know when we go and play Richmond, there's there's some there's some challenges. You go play Wilmington downside. I know our 2005 age group. There's like a bitter bitter kind of hatred a little bit, but it's it is fun, and that part is is amazing. And I think the real cool thing is it's not just within your own team. You know, when you go, you're going to play six games. Your 13s are going to play. Your 15s are going to play. Your 19s are going to play. And we have our girls sit on the sidelines and watch a lot of the games. And so you kind of, you're, there's this whole feeling around it's, it's bigger than just their own little group, Hey, you might have four wins and two losses on the weekend and everybody's jacked up about it, you know, and you're really excited. So that part to me is, a, is such a cool thing. And I will say, you know, the quality of directors that we have and the coaches that we have at all these different clubs helps create that atmosphere. We know we go to play on the road against the Loudoun, you know, or against someone like a Richmond, we're gonna to get top quality standards. We're gonna get the, you know, playing at great facilities, they're gonna have tents, they're gonna have water, they're gonna have sometimes you play under lights and stuff like that. But the environment itself is good and the brand of football is good. Each team has their little bit of an identity you know, so one club's going to play slightly different than the other. And so it's really unique from a development standpoint, We talk about trying to put kids into college and kids into the pro game, you're going to see different philosophies at play. So the fact that we get to experience all that is just unbelievable. Actually with that, as a
1: setup, we're going to go to break with this question to Scott and Scott, you don't always know every game I'm calling, but you do know I call a ton of college games for men and women and then some pro games as well. And I feel like whenever you know there's an NC Fusion player there and you have to know that I'm calling it, there's a lot of pride in actually you know, mentioning right NC Fusion with your players playing at big D1 schools.
5: Absolutely. The pride about it is, for me, is just knowing that our platform was something that helped them achieve their goal or dreams. I mean, the fact is, is that we can control a certain part of that, providing great coaching, providing great facilities, providing great curriculum, providing a great platform like ECNL, We can do all those things, but ultimately the player has to put in the work and, and a lot of things need to sort of go the right way. So when you see that, yeah, I think, I think there's a level of pride. And when I say pride, I think it's less about pride, like, yeah, Fusion did it. I think it's more, it's like, it's proud of that player, proud that they stuck with it through ups and downs. I guarantee every one of those players that that maybe you call out on a, in a pro game or a college game, I guarantee you there was something along that journey they had with, if they were, you know, they were with Fusion that whole time where things were not, unicorns and rainbows they were it was there was a difficult moment they didn't make a particular team they didn't get the playing time john was mad at them adam was mad at them who knows i mean it could have been any number of things along that journey but like but they stuck with it and i hope that my pride is that other players will see that hear from that player knowing what they went through in that whole journey and that will inspire them to do that later and take that on in their in their journey to whatever it is that they want to achieve. So that, that's more where the pride comes from, less about, oh, that was a Fusion player and let's stick our tag on them. That, that That's nice, but but I think it's about that player. About
1: that player, about that person. I always say good things happen to good people. NC Fusion has good people. Scott Wollaston, Gary Gartner, Adam Rieke, John Pardini. We'll have one more segment with them on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast.
0: Soccer.com is proud to partner with the ECNL to support the continued development of soccer in the U.S. at the highest levels. We've been delivering quality soccer equipment and apparel to players, fans, and coaches since 1984. Living and breathing the beautiful game ourselves, our goal at Soccer.com is to inspire you to play better, cheer louder, and have more fun. Visit Soccer.com today to check out our unmatched selection of gear, expert advice, and stories of greatness at every level of the game. ECNL Boys is partnering with Puma for the second year, driving sport forward with the leading products and the next generation of pros who wear them. Puma has proven themselves as the fastest sports brand in the world, the fastest innovation, the fastest players, and the fastest products in the game. They're the perfect partner to complement the speed and talent of our teams. In keeping with their mantra of forever faster, Puma introduces the world's fastest boot, the Ultra. The only boot engineered for speed, the Ultra combines a woven upper with a lightweight outsole for direct forward motion, speed, and acceleration. It's the best in the game, designed for the best players in the game.
1: Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, our final segment with some of the fine folks at NC Fusion, including Scott Wollaston, their CEO, Gary Gartner, Adam Ricci, and John Pardini. And as we went to break, we were talking about what's going on this weekend, but Nationals are down the road. And Adam and John, I think you've got some teams making some noise at the Nationals, right?
3: Yeah, correct, Dean. We have our our under 17 National League boys are off to San Diego um, at the end of this month to to do battle with the nation's finest and see where we go. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Quite excited.
2: Yeah, and for us, our our 06s, the U16s, and then our 2005s, our U17s,
3: they'll be playing in
2: nationals, but we'll be in uh, Seattle. So, we're we're doing some West Coast uh, trips, Adam and I. Fun part for us is, you know, this is the first time that. One of our teams should have a, a number one seed, which is cool. Our, our U17s won the Mid Atlantic Conference, which is our first ever conference title. So we're super proud of them. Pushed by Andrew Fleming, who did an absolutely tremendous job at developing and building this group. And you just talk about development in itself. You know, three or four years ago, that group was a, a team that was at the bottom of the of the conference, and then over the last few years, now has you know made great strides. And you know, at what I would consider the peak of you know, development at U-17, you know, they're they're winning the league. So we're, we're thrilled about them and we're looking for them to do big things in, uh, you know, in the event. All right. Now I want to
1: switch to some of the other things that ECNL does to elevate programs and elevate clubs and elevate staff. And, you know, we'll start with Scott on this, but I want all of you to pipe in. I had the great pleasure of going to the last symposium in Las Vegas, which was fun. Las Vegas is always fun, but it was kind of neat to, to be there because one of the things that I've been impressed with doing this podcast over the last couple of years, and I, you know, because of COVID, the big word is pivot and listening and even manifesting. And Scott, I feel like the ECNL has always done a good job in stopping listening and adjusting. And I also feel like they've done a good job in providing education for coaches. And you mentioned curriculum earlier, you know, providing more outlets, more resources for clubs to do better and be
5: better. Yeah, it seems to me that ECNL is a very collaborative environment. In previous environments that we've been in, it's felt a little more dictatorial, if you will. I feel like ECNL has a bit of a democracy in that, the you know, John spoke earlier about the quality of the leaders in the different clubs. It feels more like the club leaders really are able to offer input and suggestions. And, you know, the regional league was born out of, in our area, out of leaders realizing that um, there was an opportunity to help additional players in this platform. And and that wasn't necessarily driven by ECNL as a whole, but rather locally, leaders coming together, local clubs coming together to form that. So I love that ECNL allows directors and clubs to work together to come up with solutions to issues. I think from a development standpoint, I think that we should all be looking to improve. And I think that it's a responsibility of the different platforms, whether that's ECNL or United soccer coaches or U S soccer to, to provide opportunities. We have to do our part internally to make sure that that information is going through our entire staff and club and coaches But to be able to have access to coaching development, specifically like that holistic side of things, because our coaches as people need to keep improving. A lot of folks come out of college and they start coaching and they get right into it. And maybe they don't get sort of the coaching in terms of how do I take care of myself? There's a lot of burnout, right? It's a tough, it's a tough profession going every single night and weekends. And it's important for our coaches to know how do they take a break? How can they step away from this? Because you become, I mean, John and Adam can speak to this, you become emotionally, physically, mentally invested in your teams and your kids and your families in the club. It, it's hard on you. And, and most people are not prepared for that. And I think the more that platforms like ECNL can provide more resources, can provide more development in that space, It's only going to help the quality of the product for the players and the development of players long-term.
4: Yeah, and I'll kind of chime in too, just building off the symposium, Dean. I think what the ECNL creates, not just a lineup of great speakers, but Christian opens up and provides what's going on, the latest with ECNL, the stats, the data, the number of kids in college programs, and at the next level, you show up and you're just excited to hear all the exciting things going on at the ECNL level. The great speakers are amazing. And then being able to get quick goal involved, get soccer.com involved and those socials that they create each night to, to bring the clubs together, bring the directors together and, and chat is, is pretty cool and just something different. And then obviously to conclude, being able to meet with everybody in our conference to talk about what's going well and, and even better if, to meet with your conference, get together and, and, and chat about great ideas is also super important. And I think that's what the ECNL creates with that symposium. So it's it's a great atmosphere and, and you know, we'll always continue to support it.
3: Yeah. And I think just to, to jump on from a coaching point of view, the ability for continual professional development for coaches that coach within the ECNL, the ability to, to jump on a course or, or as Gary was, was talking about at the symposium, I wasn't lucky enough to go on that one to Vegas this year. I was coaching, obviously. Um, but um, but the ability to, to, to improve and that continual, um, never-ending improvement that the ECNL embrace is massive for us as coaches. Because sometimes, as Scott was saying, we don't put enough into ourselves or he have the ability to. So ECNL putting two and two together to allow us all to be better. It's well received.
2: I think the community aspect of Not only just the directors, but also from the ECNL leadership, they recognize what all of our coaches will go through. They recognize our clients as well, which is you're working with kids and there's a a tremendous difficulty when you're working with people's children. Everybody loves their kid and they all want to do well and each kid has a different experience. You've got some families that are coming from broken homes at times. You've had a lot of different emotional trauma, especially as we are coming out of COVID. You know, I could think of one of the speakers that Christina Fink was someone that was presented to us by the ECNL, and she shared a lot of data analytics about, you know, how do you react to kids? How do you communicate with kids? What's their experience, you know, when when a coach acts one way or acts a different way? And and so, you know, in addition to that, when you get all these coaches in the same room together to, to talk, we're each trying to achieve the same goals you actually do see a tremendous amount of alignment and sharing of resources and sharing of knowledge across directors. You know, I could think of Aaron Bruner, who's someone that is a direct competitor for us, you know, in terms of Richmond, but he and I speak on a weekly basis because we're going through the same kind of things. I've got got a kid that's struggling a little bit, or I got a, I got a coach that's had, you know, a really tough time working with this group. What are some of the things that you've done to kind of help? And, And so we, we really just want to, again, Provide that same experiences where it's given kids the opportunity to have success or given them the skills and tools or giving our coaches the, the tools to be able to, you know, improve. So it's been really amazing just to see the investment, you know, and for me as someone who works within our women, it's amazing to see the, how good of a job that the league, the directors that each of the clubs is taking and advancing women's football in this country. Um, and the data that's shown from the ECNL you know, year after year about the number of kids that are now playing in the, the NWSL, which I think it's like close to like 80% or 90% now have come through the ECNL. You know, that to me is just such a cool thing. And, and it makes you feel like you're you're a part of something that's much bigger than your, than your own team or your own group. Dare I say, speaking
1: of amazing, and I promise you I'm not trying to be a sycophant, but I think NC Fusion is truly an amazing club. And I know they were super excited to have all four of you on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. They love aligning with you guys to host big-time events. There'll be more events coming down the road that we'll announce right here on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast and through the incredible social media work. It's last word time and I always like to kind of keep it simple on last word time as we're joined by Adam Ricci, John Pardini, Scott Wallison, and Gary Gartner from the NC Fusion and it'll be just this simple and we'll go in this order we'll go gary adam john and then we'll let scott wallison have the final word but gary in your own words when you hear those four letters ec and l what does it mean to you i'm
4: kind of twofold here coming from uh, i coached in the ECL the last few years so from a coaching standpoint when I hear ECNL, I think um, just every game is going to be a grind, every match. I mean, it's 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 awesome. It's really cool. And you know the expectations going into it. From the event side, I just think a world-class organization, world-class people, and just so fortunate to be able to host the awesome lineup of events that we have coming up. So that's what I think when I think ECNL.
3: Adam? I'll give you three words. Bain, said collaborative competitive as Gary alluded to very competitive on the field and then professional. Well done. I
1: like that short and sweet. Well done, Adam and John,
2: you know, I've, I've had a tough try and kind of sum it up into one word, but there's a lot of different things going on within our country surrounding youth football. You know, you hear the concepts of like pay to play and, and all of the kind of arguments against that for that all, all the different elements. When I look at what the ECNL has done, it's provided two things. It's provided tremendous quality within competition within experiences. When you're a parent, you're looking to provide a great environment for your kid. You're looking for quality in your folk experience. And then the last part, especially for our girls, is a sense of belonging. And I think the ECNL does an amazing job at providing a sense of belonging and, and to try and achieve their kind of goals.
1: All right, and we end with Scott Wollaston And Scott, one of the things that I've always admired about you is that you're curious and you care. So I look forward to hearing your response to what ECNL means.
5: I think from the letters ECNL, I think that there are just so many letters of alphabet soups all over America when it comes to youth soccer, and it's very, very confusing. And ultimately, at some point in the past, you know, a decade or so ago, the name ECNL or the letters ECNL were put together without people understanding or knowing what that was going to mean. And now, you know, we sit here and I think this podcast, you know, we've shared our experience in the ECNL platform on many, many different fronts. And the bottom line is, is that the organization has has proven over that time frame that it's high quality, highly organized and a fantastic platform for youth soccer. So you know, for me, it's less about letters and, and names. It's about what the platform actually provides. And, and it takes time to prove that. And ECNL obviously ha- has proven that. And we look forward to being a part of that with them into the future.
1: John Pardini, Adam Ricci, Gary Gartner, Scott Wollaston, all great leaders, great, important people as part of the NC Fusion and proud members of the ECNL. I thank all of you collectively for being on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thanks, dude. Thank you, Dean. Thank you. And thank you to all of the ECNL members for listening every two weeks, too. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. I want to thank Andrea Wheeler and Jacob Bourne for their great social media work at the ECNL. Jen Winnegal, Jason Cutney, Christian Lavers, Doug Bracken, the entire crew, Blaine, all the great people that several members of the NC Fusion even mentioned that work for the ECNL do an amazing job. I also need to thank my producer, Colin Thrash, for each and every one of them. And all of you, I'm Dean Linke saying we'll see you in two weeks for another edition of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at com. And if you have a suggestion for the show or a great idea for a guest, please email us at info at theecnl.com. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast is an ECNL production. ECNL, more than a league.